the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Looking for strategies to help you protect your portfolio in these uncertain times? Visit RobBlack.com. RobBlack.com. Powered by EP Wealth. Hey, I'm Rob Black. (laughs) Got a big show for you today. Since it's Women's Month. We're going to be talking with Stephanie Richmond, CFP. A couple topics on women and investing, but also retirement issues, income and retirement. That's coming up. Yesterday, we had the NASDAQ down just a sliver. It was a weird day. And it was a weird day that basically said, Jerome Powell, we got our eyes on you. Because things were strong. And then in the last hour, things kind of unraveled. The S P 500 was up fractions. The Dow Jones Industrial Average was up one-tenth of a percent, a little bit of a, a value hide, so to speak, people hiding their money in value. Ten-year Treasury is still playing with that 4% mark, sitting at 3.96%. Great for yields if you're an income investor. Great for yields if you're an income investor. Not so great if you're looking for multiples to expand in the S&P 500. But then again, this is just recently... This is not the norm. The norm is that we do hang around here in interest rates some years. But not in the last 15 years. We haven't seen the 10-year treasury hang out in this neighborhood. Not consistently. Snap was a big winner yesterday. Today is the first day of the rest of your life. No, today is the first day of a, a tough gamut for Wall Street. We get... Fed Chairman Jerome Powell's testimony on Capitol Hill today and tomorrow. And he's not going to he's going to say there's you know clues of growth. There's job market looks great. Uh, maybe too great. Hint, hint. It's maybe causing too much inflation. Inflation's a problem. Don't yell at me, Congress, because inflation's a problem. I'm doing my job. You do your job. That's kind of the vibe I think we're going to get. We're going to get some clues. Then Friday, we had the jobs report. As Congress is hitting on TikTok right now, it's creating a boost for Snap. Snap was up 10% yesterday. Facebook's higher. And Google should all be higher because Google has YouTube and YouTube shorts. I don't know how I feel about this headline story that crossed yesterday. E-bike batteries are exploding and setting buildings on fire. I will not let my kids on an e-bike until they're 16, maybe 18. And I would be the father from that horrible 1950 movies that would whoop his kid if he saw him on an e-bike without a helmet. I'd come out of the house with a, a white T-shirt on, smelling of vodka, and I would hit on that kid. Like, no, I'm not I'm going to hit my kids. I, I would never, ever do that. But in my head. So e-bikes are exploding the batteries. This is the new story, right? Now, is it small? Probably. Not really. 216 fires were started last year, double the amount of the year before. There's been 30 fires um, this year, 40 injuries, two deaths in New York City. 
30 fires in New York City, 216 fires nationwide last year. These are crazy numbers. Lithium ion batteries were the fourth leading cause of fire deaths in New York City last year. Yep. And it's about the batteries. Eh, too early to call a pandemic or uh, disaster or tragedy or recall. But it's out there. Let's take a look at what we're seeing today on Wall Street as some of the top stories. We are seeing the markets open with trepidation about the Federal Reserve. Therefore, trepidation to me is a little bit of a slight bias at this point in time to upwards. But it, it could be people taking short positions before Fed Chairman Jerome Powell speaks. It's too small of a move. And remember, when you short, you basically buy so that you can sell low. You're buying high so you can sell low. Most Americans go long and buy low and try to sell high. The thought today is that Fed Chairman Jerome Powell won't sound more hawkish than the Fed Fund's future market is already allowing. He can raise interest rates ultimately as a group of 20 in the Federal Reserve, but millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars, billions and billions and billions of dollars tell the, the stock, uh, tell the bond market the next leg. He will say that the Fed has made some progress in bringing down inflation, but there's more work to do. He will remain committed to getting inflation back to its 2% target and that an overly tight labor market poses a risk for sticky wage-based inflation pressures. Yesterday, I talked with Adam Phillips from EP Wealth, and I put the uh, interview on my YouTube page. Speaking of Google's YouTube, it's under Rob Black Show. It's Rob Black Show. Or you can go to robblackshow.com and see it there. I think it transfers in. I should check that. Anyway, long story short, we talked for about 10 minutes on the whole labor market and how it's just a bizarre labor market. And we have what are called job openings. It's the Jolts report where companies are looking to fill position and anywhere between 1.5 and 2 million aren't being filled. So companies are saying, we have extra work. We will pay people. And we would expect them to help our businesses grow is the thought. But the positions aren't being filled. Now, they could be positions like picking fruit. I don't want to do that. It's hot outside or it's cold outside. I'm very, very fussy with temperature. It, so that's where immigration, legal and illegal immigration, comes in and serves a very important purpose in the U.S. economy. Um. So it's a very interesting labor market where we have a lot of job openings and we have full employment and employment rates are really low. Therefore, it creates scenarios like you saying to your boss, take this job and shove it. And I already found another job or, hey, boss, can you pay me a little extra money because this inflation is killing me to feed my family? And you actually have some leverage because he doesn't want to lose you. Highest cost of doing business is labor. Exporting goods posted better than expected fourth quarter results. China's relatively weak trade data for February is a story. The, Federal, the Reserve Bank of Australia, that's the Federal Reserve of Australia, Al-Qaeda might. I know you're saying that's the worst. 
I will do a strip on the Barbie. No, you can't get me to do a bad impression. Or bad dialect. Buttery in the Reserve Bank of Australia is raising its cash rate by 25 basis points to 3.6%. We are the dog that wags the tail. Meta Platforms reportedly is going to get another massive round of layoffs. So uh, thousands. The year of efficiency is turning out to be the year of uh, we may not be putting as many managers in positions that we used to. And we may be scaling back. And I'm okay with that. Hopefully you are too. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. So Meta Platforms, I want to hit this one for one more second because I think it deserves it. They're reportedly getting set to lay off thousands of employees on top of its prior job cuts. Last time they announced job cuts, the stock rallied. I'm not telling you it's going to rally again. Just telling you history. California is done with Walgreens. California Governor Gavin Newsom tweeted that the state will stop doing business with Walgreens over the pharmacy's change decision not to sell abortion pills in 20 GOP-led states. Walgreens and CVS have been threatened with legal action by Republican attorney generals if they distribute abortion medication in those states. But Newsom is not impressed, writing that Walgreens move cowards to extremists and puts women's lives at risk. My sense is if anything were to happen to Joe Biden, and I don't have a great political sense, if anything were to happen to Joe Biden, just due to his age, if he were to decide not to run or medical scenarios allow him not to run as well, I sense that Gavin Newsom is the go-to guy to step in and try to take uh, the Democrats to the presidency. Um, This is that kind of positioning where he's blasting other states over abortion and uh, is it a, a direct appeal of his own senses or is it a direct appeal of trying to run for president and getting the woman vote? I don't know. But I just tell you, my spider senses are going off, right? Turbulent time for air travel, a series of extreme turbulences, turbulences, turbulence incidences. That's a funny plural, isn't it? A series of extreme turbulent incidents in early 2023. As air travelers wondering why the seatbelt sign has been left on so much lately. Turbulence was responsible for at least seven injuries aboard a transatlantic Lufthansa Red Eye. There was an aborted landing of a North Carolina-bound Southwest flight, a passenger death on a business jet traveling between New Hampshire and Virginia. Are the skies becoming more treacherous or are we just flying more? Climate change makes atmospheric air currents more unstable and winds faster causing rockier skies. It's also elevating the risk of clear air turbulence, which appears out of the blue and gives pilots little time to order passengers to buckle up. But it's extremely rare, but you're going to hear more about it. And that's how news works. We all go to where the, the literal, the literal blood is. Only 146 people were seriously injured by severe turbulence between 2009 and 2021. So over a 12-year period, it's about 10 people a year. Most were not wearing their seatbelts. Airplanes are designed to withstand intense shaking, while pilots are trained to safely navigate intense wind, even if it feels like it's not. So don't think it's the year of the shark. It's not that crazy yet in turbulence. 
You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Big event coming up in Lafayette, Saturday, March 11th, this week. Sign up today at Rob Black Show. It's 10 to noon. 10 to noon, robblackshow.com. Don't want to work forever? Check out the retirement planning guide on robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Powered by EP Wealth. March is Women's History Month. March 8th is International Women's Day. I grew up by a very protective and loving mother who I adored. She outlived my father, so I saw a woman's issue right there. Outlived him by over 20 plus years. I myself got a divorce early, well, midlife, and I learned another woman's issue, divorce. I've written a book. I've talked about it on PBS about how divorce is tougher on women than it is on men sometimes due to the financial decisions we make to protect our family versus protecting our retirement. Stephanie Richmond, CFP with EP Wealth, is going to be with me on March 11th to do a big event in the Bay Area, in the East Bay in Lafayette. We'll talk about that. You can sign up for the event at robblackshow.com. This month, I have Kathy Costas on from EP Wealth talking about divorce. I have Laura Nola on talking about the steps you take when your spouse dies, an issue that affected my mother. It's close to me. Liz McQueen is going to be talking about professional women. And Stephanie Richmond, she's talked already about gender pay gap. And she reminded us that women now outnumber men in the U.S. educated labor force. So she's bringing a lot to the table. Let's do a segment with Stephanie today called Ask the CFP. This is to promote our big event coming up this weekend. Stephanie, you don't have to say thanks for being on the show or thanks for having me on the show. Got to <laughs> get you a little meaner and tougher. Um, financial <laughs> no <radio>. worries, Rob. <laughs> I think you can handle that. But I got an email from Lauren, a female. And again, proper being women's month. Uh, she wrote to me today, she says, about the financial well-being of Citibank, which offers 4% to CDs, certificates of deposits, a little bit more risk than cash, but not much, with a no early withdrawal penalty bonus. A lot of things going on in this email already. She says, do you feel that they are safe for a 50K CD deposit this time? Stephanie, I'm surprised that people still look at institutions like Citibank and say, are they safe? But I guess it's the sign of the times. How would you respond to Lauren about a 4% CD that has no early withdrawal penalties? Well, first off, I uh, the first question I'd ask Lauren is, you know, what is your time frame? Right. right. You know, that's that's the first thing we, you know, and one of the most important questions we always ask our clients is when do you need the money? Right. And and if there is any chance she's going to need the money before the, the CD matures, then I'd suggest that she don't purchase it. Right. Or look for a CD with a shorter uh, term or an earlier maturity date. So that'd be number one. Uh, the other part of it is, you know, um, our CD safe. And I know there's been some news, you know, about Citibank recently regarding their website being down and so on and so forth. But just generally speaking, um, F, uh, CDs are covered by FDIC insurance. So when okay. you think about whether or not they're safe um, for any individual, um, uh, they have $250,000 worth of FDIC insurance, which is Federal Depository Insurance Corp., which will back their ability to get the um their principal back out of the bank, right? Should something happen to Citibank. So from that perspective, I would say up to $250,000 is safe for every individual. If you happen to be married and you are both um, on the account, you'll have up to $500,000 worth of FDIC insurance. And what's a little known fact, 
One last thing here is if you have your money in a living trust at Citibank and you are married and you have two beneficiaries listed in the trust, guess what? Both you and your spouse have $250,000 backing um, deposits at the bank or um, CDs at the bank, but you get an extra $250 per beneficiary. So in the case I just mentioned, there'd be up to a million dollars worth of FDIC insurance backing those CDs or deposits. I did not know that. Good knowledge, Stephanie. Good knowledge. Um, It's (laughs) interesting. In the last 15 years of doing this show, I've gotten into a rut that I say it's a rule of thumb when the 10-year treasury is under 3.5%. I personally invest in stocks, but when the 10-year treasury is over 3.5%, it's time to look at income. And I think we got a wake-up call. It's time to look at income. Mm-hmm. 4 is not a bad rate of return, but inflation's at 6 But 4% still not it's something that gives you as a financial planner a little wiggle room to start planning for people. Um, this could be the year of safe money where it actually works pretty well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. It's interesting. Um, as um, we uh, plan uh, how to how to uh, cover income going forward, right? You know, we're going to talk about income strategies in 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 the seminar. Is we talk about setting aside money, for example. Um, to cover, you know, this year's expenses, next year's expenses, and perhaps even a third year's worth of expenses, depending on you. And one of the things I've been discussing, actually, almost on a daily basis of late, is what do you do with that second year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, worth of worth of cash. You don't just, you know, you could just leave it in a money market right now. I mean, some money markets are paying over four percent, right? But money markets aren't guaranteed, um, though they are uh, reasonably safe. Um, And we've been talking about putting that second year's worth of income into a treasury bill um, or a treasury bond, depending on on the maturity date. And if you, you know, you probably know, Rob, is they are backed by the full faith and credit of the U.S. government. And a a one-year treasury bill is now paying around 5%. So a little higher than four, still not enough to to um, exceed inflation at the moment. But if indeed inflation is on the way down, I think that this one year T-bill um, is a good place to park your money um, for your second year worth of income. And, and a couple of years ago, I would have said that's ridiculous, but <laughs> it works now. And that's the beauty of being a CFP and being in financial media is we're both very connected to the pulse of the economy, to the pulse of what's working. And. You know, I, I've never even thought the words would come out of my mouth. Treasury bill, second year of income. It, it's <laughs> it's it's not preposterous. It's it's it should have been reasonable, but it became unreasonable. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk a little bit about the event we have coming up. Lafayette Park Hotel, March 11th, 10 to noon. Working to retire to living your life seminar. I'm a little bit of the freaked out. I can do the working. I can do the retirement in my head, but living life in retirement, I'm not there yet. Um, what are some of the roadblocks that I may not be looking at, Stephanie? Because we're going to be talking about this at the event. I've seen you do a dry run on the event, and it's going to be fun, 10 to noon on Saturday. Any roadblocks I should be concerned with? Uh, yes, yes. Um, uh, you know, a roadblock, right, is something that gets in the way of you mm-hmm. living the life you want, right? Maintaining your lifestyle or doing something new. And, you know, a couple of those roadblocks to be concerned about are um, medical costs. So we're going to talk a little bit in depth there. Uh, you're going to, you know, most people will find uh, medical costs are a a lot more expensive than they might foresee uh, during their retirement years. 
Also inflation, which you just mentioned earlier, and taxes. Don't forget about that. (laughs) Don't forget about that part of the equation. Now, elderly people tend to vote and Congress tends to cater towards the elderly people by not raising taxes. Are you implying that may not be the case? And we've got about 30 seconds to squeeze this one out fast. Well, um, I'm implying that, you know, we're we're all taxed in ways that we might not expect. And one of the one of those is on Social Security. Right. We're going to talk a little bit about how Social Security is taxed. OK. And, and that's that it can be a, a big roadblock for some. I had that discussion with my wife yesterday about taxes on the federal level on Social Security and how we're not going to get the Social Security. The average person might because we have a much higher income in retirement. Mm -hmm. We'll pick that up with you, Stephanie, in a couple minutes. Thanks for being with us. Big event coming up Saturday from 10 to noon, March 11th, Lafayette Park Hotel. It's all about retiring and living in retirement and not hitting the roadblocks and succeeding in retirement. Find it at robblackshow.com. This interview featured on The Rob Black Show is brought to you by EP Wealth. Learn more at robblack.com. If you followed my 25-year financial media career, you know that I was a registered investment advisor who met a fantastic CFP, Chad Burton. And we started a company called New Focus Financial, where it was a new focus on client issues from a smaller firm's perspective. The problem is that we were a smaller firm and it really cost a lot of money to roll out bigger initiatives, like things like analyzing your real estate, analyzing your estate plan. So as we grew bigger, we got to the point where we just weren't going to grow bigger, bigger. Um, It was a lot of interviewing, taking up a lot of valuable time. So we probably should have hired a headhunter, but we chose to work with EP Wealth and It's a dream come true for me. I'm able to keep my content as a small company person. And this is Women's Month and having CFP, Stephanie Richmond on. You don't understand. I'm smiling right now, having great content from someone other than a white male, especially during a month, Women's Month. Um, I think the financial community is overserved by Caucasians, males. And I don't think that's a reflection of life in any way, shape or form. Um, and I don't think we have to have the diversity conversation with financial planning, but let's, I think we're all different. I know I'm different than all my brothers. Um, even though we have the same skin color, even though we have the same parents, we're very different financially. So um, that's out there. Come to the event Saturday, March 11th. Support us. I think that'd be a great thing. Our bosses would like to see a, a strong turnout, if you know what I'm saying. So Jerome Powell speaking right now to Congress. It's not the typical Fed meeting, which happens later this month, where it's more of a 11 a.m. Pacific time kind of event. This is ongoing testimony. It's released testimony uh, following the Fed chairman's prepared marks that are released. Fed funds features markets showed increased probability of a 50 basis point rate hike at the March meeting, which having done 75, 75, 75, then down to 25 basis point rate hike, going back to 50 was saying, we're a little out of control. It's a little bit more rampant than we thought. So there's a little less confidence in my interpretation. Here's what he had to say. Inflation has been moderated in recent months. The process of getting inflation back to 2% has a long way to go and likely to be bumpy. As I mentioned, the latest economic data has come in stronger than expected, which suggests that the ultimate level of interest rates is likely to be higher than previously anticipated. If the totality of the data were to indicate the 
faster tightening is warranted. We would be prepared to increase the pace of rate hikes. Restoring price stability will likely require that we maintain a restrictive stance of monetary policy for some time. So he's saying, don't expect interest rates to come lower. I know you want it. I know you're whining about it, Wall Street. But we're not prepared to do that. We're prepared to fight inflation. My opinion, he's doing the right thing. And that's a quick read because there's a lot of moving pieces to this. But inflation hurts the middle class and the lower class a lot more so than it hurts the wealthy. And I am fortunate enough to refer to myself as wealthy. But trust me, if I had to pay my gas bills as a 20-year-old man versus a 50-year-old man, the 50-year-old man is much more prepared to handle it. The two-year treasury note moved up five basis points. It hit 4.96%. 10-year treasury it's creeped um, up five basis points. Russell 2000, fractionally higher, but the markets are not liking what the Fed Reserve has to say. The Q&A portion is getting underway in just a few minutes. And that's to me, is a lot of grandstanding. And you wish it wasn't grandstanding, but the Fed's released remarks, to me, say, says it all. And at this point in time, you're going to get, I'm the great senator from Missouri, or I'm the senator from the great state of Missouri. How dare you? How dare you let inflation run high? And then that'll be used in a campaign ad. Watch your senator. Give it to Jerome Powell. Vote great senator. So Fed Chairman Powell's remarks ahead of testimony. I saw the market move on that news. I think this is a hell week for the stock market. And when I say hell week, it's because you get a lot of talk about of inflation. So it's going to be there's the PR, the headlines are not going to be attractive. I would imagine if I were a betting man, although I am not a gambling man, but if I were a gambling man, I would imagine that we're going to have a tough Tuesday and Wednesday and maybe a recovery on Friday as we start digesting what we just heard, as well as um, digesting the jobs report that comes out on Friday. Um, let's take a look at how the numbers responded. And for the record, a little tired of Aaron Rodgers. Just sign with the team, please. I know. I know you're saying, why did that creep in? Eh, you got a career, typical career in the NFL's three years. Your typical career is 30 years from 20 to 50. If you're a public servant, um, if you decide to go into the free markets, it may be 22 to 60. I don't know when you want to retire. But the markets went down on Jerome Powell's speak, and I'm already seeing them rally a little bit back up. So even trying to predict this stuff feels a little bit silly. Um, Powell tells Congress rates will likely be higher than previously anticipated. That should spook a lot of people. But then again, if you're an income investor, you're like, yes, I've held off locking in rates and I'm going to lock in soon because we got to be close to a peak in theory. In theory. We weren't close to a peak in theory in the, the 70s when inflation was was rampant and over 10%. So mortgages were 13 14%. My first mortgage was 10% and uh, 12%. So I had two mortgages. I had a mortgage for the home, and I had a mortgage for my down payment, which we called a second mortgage back then. Crazy. And think about those rates today. I'm like, uh-uh, don't even want to think about it. That's the highest interest rates I've ever paid because I've never really been a big fan of credit cards. 
it was probably like a one year period where I carried credit card debt in college and that quickly got out of control. Job market remains strong. Um, but loan delinquencies are rising. People are feeling the pinch through inflation at the end of the pandemic, stimulus checks and child tax credit payments. A little bit of a double whammy going on in the world at this point in time. Senators are calling for two changes to help encourage Social Security beneficiaries to claim retirement benefits later. Just more information. I'm not seeing anything that makes it uh, required not to take it early, but 62 is the number that most frequent claiming age. As soon as I can get my Social Security, people are taking it. 35% of men, 40% of women. That's $111,000 of household savings lost in their lifetime, which is a big chunk for many Americans. 62 is currently called the early eligibility age. The senators want that change to the minimum benefit age. See the semantics? Ages 66 to 67 is the full retirement age. That would be changed to the standard retirement age. And age 70 would be called the maximum benefit age. I'm not going to say that's stupid. I'm going to say that's genius because most of Americans don't pay attention. Uh, Mail benefit statements would be a little bit more frequently. And if you take a look, if you go to SSA.gov, you can take a look at the statement. And my spouse did this yesterday for the first time probably ever. And she was a little bit shocked on the difference between 62 and 70. She was a little bit shocked on um, how much of our taxes are going to go to income taxes. And it's the majority of our Social Security that are going to go to income taxes in large part uh, because we're expected to have a lot of dividends in retirement. I'm not crying. I don't think the system's cool that I've put so much money into Social Security. Um, but then again, I'm not a communist. I'm not a socialist, but I don't need it all. And I don't know if the government is good at spending it better than I am or just giving it to charity, but kind of is what it is in my world. I'm not one who gets caught up in that kind of scenario. Justice Department sues to block JetBlue's acquisition of Spirit Airlines. I don't see how that's possible. I don't see how the Justice Department's going to shut down Activision by joining Microsoft when Sony sells a lot more PlayStations and a lot more games than Microsoft. So sometimes these antitrust decisions have to figure out what the vertical is. And I'll tell you why you can shut down the Microsoft deal. It's not just that Sony's bigger. It's that Sony also pays Microsoft to use their cloud services to run their gaming services on. And the Activision acquisition would put Call of Duty on the cloud for Nintendo, on the cloud for Sony, and on the cloud for Microsoft. And there it starts becoming, hmm, maybe it could be abusive on that end. And I don't think any government worker really knows what the heck's going on with Bitcoin or video games, because I look at all government workers and I go, they're 60 plus year old people. And it, it makes me angry that those are our leaders. Um, I'm not saying 35 is the perfect age, but I think 35 to 45 would be the perfect age. And I know I didn't learn everything I needed to know by 35. And maybe I'm confident thinking I did by 45, but I can tell you what. Uh, senators over 60 years old should not be talking about uh, Microsoft and Activision because they're not playing cloud games and they don't get quite where it's going. So that's just my opinion. And uh, Justice Department suing to block JetBlue's acquisition of Spirit Airlines. If you've ever flown Spirit, they are not competition to any of the major airlines. Um, they are a low, fair, massive 
discount player offering no frills or benefits without you paying an arm and a leg for them and taking your ticket cost up to above where it would be in the common market. I don't know. Uh, do we need more competition? Competition's good. I, I totally agree with that. But investing in companies that build verticals around monopolies or around entrenched positions like Microsoft's Office 365 and Windows and going into cloud and going into games, it makes a lot of sense to invest that direction. Anyhow, and anyway, you can find me online at Rob Black Show. Big event coming up Saturday, March 11th, 10 to noon, 10 to noon, March 11th. You can sign up for the event in Lafayette Park Hotel, which would be Lafayette, California at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. Visit the Rob Black Show online at robblackshow.com. Listen to archived podcasts, market updates, and information from EP Wealth's certified financial planners online at robblackshow.com. Big event coming up this weekend. It's my third event of the year. Is that right? That's crazy. This year's flying by. Well, third event since November. And don't let the truth get in the way of a good story, right? Um, and that's a joke. That's a joke. I try to be as honest as I can on this show, and I try not to embellish. Uh, but the market's going down. I'm kidding. Kidding. Powell tells Congress rates will likely be higher than previously anticipated, and the markets didn't like that on the headline. We'll digest it as the day goes. Um, and he said the word could, not will, could. Just by talking about it, it may scare some people into saying, you know what, that safe money looks pretty good. I'm going to be a saver instead of a spender. In some ways, that's what Jerome Powell wants. He can cut the cost of money, but that doesn't stop you from saying, I really want this supersized vacation. I'm going to spend whatever I have to on supersized vacation. He can only do so much. He can make the cost of the vacation on a credit card a lot more expensive. He can't fire people. So rates could go higher. Salesforce. Um, boy, I got to listen to an interview of Mark Benioff yesterday, and it was just it was the worst interview I've ever heard. He was on Kara Swisher's podcast. And I just thought he came across as a jerk. And if I were his people, I'd be scrambling to like kind of get ahead of it. He, he seemed aloof. He, he seemed high on his um horse he defended a lot of the terrible things elon musk has said by saying well that's just elon and i know this is controversial of me to say but that's just not appropriate um he did very poorly recommending uh salesforce as an investment now again i think short term it makes sense i think midterm it makes sense i think long term it makes sense it's a stock i've always wanted to buy i think it's great at what they do i think they've lost their focus in buying big companies and in in uh, getting them involved inside the company integrating them successfully and quickly but i think you have that luxury when the stock market's hitting all-time highs like it was for the last nine out of the 10 years and then last year happened and i think there's got to be a little bit more sobriety with how you approach things and i just felt he came across as a little punch drunk not drunk he was just a little too happy and a little bit too content and she was trying to steer the conversation back to journalism and he kept trying to like oh ho, ho, ho. Uh, you came prepared with research today oh never like this and i just i was like this is bizarre and I'm, I'm curious, which I think she's also, I like her content. I like her approach, but sometimes she can be a little too 
uh, I'm the greatest journalist ever. Which, eh, for a woman who relies on her voice, she seems to have a bad throat a lot, which I've been blessed, knock on wood. I've only had laryngitis once in my radio career. So you've only had me talk like this once. But I like the stock. And even though I don't like the CEO right now, I think the activist investors are involved. And I think he's going to have to make a response. And he was he was a jerk about the activist investors. He's like, some of them are smart and some of them don't know our business at all. <laughs> and she would ask questions like, um, why haven't you got a good successor plan? So he goes, oh, I got a good successor plan. And she goes, what is it? Crickets. It was a pretty awkward interview if you go listen to the podcast. Um, I like Scott Galloway um, for entertainment reasons. I think he's a smart Jim Cramer. And hey, I'm fine with that. He t- he will even go out of his way to tell you that he's wrong a lot. But he's right more often than not. And he, I think he gets branding and marketing. I think he gets branding probably the best in the industry. When he thinks off the top of his head, he's pretty tight. And he's hated Mark Zuckerberg for years. But he also said last year, he says, now it's time to buy that stock because it's starting to sink in. That this little meta religion thing that he's doing by trying to become the, the leader of the metaverse, literally a godlike avatar character. Um. I think he's right. I, I think he, he's hit some good tones and I'm not going to say he's made me money, but he's definitely given me insights that have made me money. So $900 billion AI boom. Um, Salesforce for the record, they did come out today and say, Oh, by the way, we've got Einstein GPT. So they have a chat bot with AI and they're calling theirs Einstein. Um, Microsoft has chatbot GPT. You're starting to see that there's going to be a lot of little divisions. And AI is perfect for email. There's areas where AI could totally disrupt the world in a good way of making us more productive and more efficient. Um, I would not mind having AI tell me, what should I get my spouse for her birthday? What does she really want? Um, And maybe it'll scan all the text messages from the years past and it'll be just a dinner. Or maybe it's tickets to Cabo. I don't know. But I did have a serious conversation with my spouse recently about retirement, and she wants me to lighten up. And she didn't quite say it like the rock song, lighten up, baby, I'm in love with you. But it came across as like that. Like, take your foot off the gas. Take your foot off the gas. So we're talking a little bit more about retirement issues. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Growth stocks versus value stocks. It's all in the eye of the beholder. I don't pretend to tell you what to do. I have growth stocks. I have value stocks. I have growth indexes. I have value indexes. I've got small cap, mid cap, large cap in both flavors of growth and value. Therefore, I have six. I have small growth, small value, mid growth, mid value, large growth, large value. Um... And then I have some international and some income. Those are my eight main categories of collecting. Now you can blend them together and have a growth and income fund where it blends both styles. That's fine. I just want you to kind of get in the game, set up some parameters and then change those parameters as needed. Big event coming up Saturday, March 11th in um, Lafayette, 10 to noon, 10 to noon. 
income and retirement, retirement, roadblocks, and much, much more. CFP, Stephanie Richmond. Sign up at robblackshow.com today. It's robblackshow.com today. For more information about EP Wealth, visit robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.